Hey guys, uh, welcome to a breaking um, special report. We do this occasionally when there's something so important that it just can't wait until Friday. So I think we're just going to gallop right into this one. No and, sauntering uh, today. Yeah, we got to get right into it. And today what we're doing is we're talking about these uprisings that are currently happening in Yunnan. We're going to talk all about it. So let's get right into it. We're not going to do a what's new today. Don't worry, we have more. We kind we, of will. We, we, have, we have the usual stuff. But let's get right into soft power hour today because that's what this is all about, really. Okay, so... Um, Maybe before we even begin, because I gotta pull this up now. Can you tell everybody? The framing is great. <laughs> I mean, it usually it usually yeah. is. Um, can you tell everybody uh, about Yunnan? Where is it located in China? Yunnan is in southern China, southwestern China. Mm -hmm. Has nothing to do with Islam. No. Um, it's not a Muslim region, mm -hmm. uh, but it does have a large, sizable population of what we call Hui Muslims. Yes, and this is a uh, you know this is due to migration and certain settlements and stuff that kind of cropped up around China. Um, but southwestern China is known for nice weather and kind of having a lot of minority culture in general. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a very unique place with a very unique history surrounding these Hui Muslims. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's just show you a clip of what's going on, uh, what's been going on this past week anyway. Okay, so I'm um, sure you all noticed, and for those of you who might be listening, seeing some pretty chaotic scenes of uh, riots, people attacking riot police, and we've got the military being moved in, lots of uh, riot police and barriers being shipped in on trucks, something big's going down, and this That's is where... Quieted. Yeah, it's this is where it's going down on the map, if you want to look closely, and this is the mosque. It's surrounding this mosque. This is where it's all happening. All right, so uh, before we get into explaining to you exactly why they are doing what they're doing, these are some pictures that you took. Mm -hmm. um, well, with, there's me. Yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that one is you wearing a Muslim cap. Yep. Um, and maybe you can explain a little bit more about the people that are involved in these particular riots. Yeah, I think a lot of people um, are probably are... A little, maybe you can scoot down and then we can get a little more central. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, central planning, you know. Central planning, as, yeah. as China does. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, the, I have a, a pretty long history with the Hui Muslims. Mm -hmm. I lived in an area of Inner Mongolia that had a high population of Hui Muslims. Mm -hmm. In fact, a lot of the people I used to ride motorcycles with, my good buddies, were Hui Muslim people. Right. Mm -hmm. um, now, I don't want anyone to get confused with the Uyghur people, although this will link up in a little while yeah. and we'll actually make the connection, but but the Hui Muslim people are the kind of old ancestors of the Silk Road traders, mm. right? So the people that were ripping through the Silk Road through China and then kind of uh, 
uh, how to say, like assimilated with Chinese yeah. culture in China to the point where most of their ethnicity and stuff became like Han Chinese, yes, like a normal yes. Han Chinese person. But they retained their religious elements of being Muslims mm -hmm. and devout Muslims at that. In fact, some of the most devout Muslims you'll meet in China are Hui Muslims. And I just have to explain to those of you who don't know, if you took a Hui Muslim like this, uh, uh, this young man over there who's wearing his um, Muslim clothing, if you were to take off his um, cap and yeah. dress him up like a normal Han Chinese, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. If you no. saw him on the street, yes. because they are racially, at least the way they look, the same as the majority of the people in China. Yes. Uyghurs, on the other hand, do look racially different. They look like Central Asians. Yeah, they look like Central Asians. They've got different color uh, eyes. They've got different kind of hair, different facial features. Now, you will, if you go through some of my old photos when I was in Ningxia, you will get photos of... Um, Muslims that do have different color yes. eyes and things because there is enough admixture of different genetics throughout mm -hmm. history for that to be the case. But culturally and and uh, linguistically and and racially, they've assimilated to the point where they're basically Chinese people that have uh, different religious beliefs. Right. Yes. Now, the, can you explain what's going on here other than Muslims of the corn? Yes, Muslims of the corn. <laughs> yeah. So I when I was up in Ningxia, this mm -hmm. is the the home province. It's a special mm -hmm. autonomous region of the Hui Muslim people. Right. And it's a, fa a fascinating place mm -hmm. because you can get around by speaking Mandarin because everyone speaks Mandarin. Yeah. But at the same time, you're in a very exotically different area of China. Yeah. Um, and so I went through these areas, and I, what I do, I don't go on government tours and stuff. I showed up, yeah. and I said, I got in a local taxi, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, are you a local Hui Muslim, dude? Show me around, mm -hmm. right? And I paid him, you know, daily rent, maybe 200 RMB, and he took me to all these places. I said, I want to see what people do. What do you guys yeah. do that's different than the rest of China? Yeah. And he took me to these private schools, and there were private schools, mm -hmm. which he, he, you know, talked to the people in the front to let me in. And as long as I wore a hat and I was respectful, they let me in and tour. And there was like an all-girls school here where they were allowed to practice Islam. And they're actually studying Arabic. They were studying the Arabic language. Interesting. And yeah. studying the, the traditional texts of the Quran, right? Yeah. You have uh, planned farms and stuff. I hung out with some kids that were grilling corn. I went to a, the, the first picture you saw was a boys' school. Of oh, the uh, guy. Yes. And I, I was speaking to people about this, and it was very easy to clearly communicate with people because everyone's native language was Mandarin Chinese. Yeah, yeah. So I got to learn a lot. And what we, we talked a lot about um, how much people are, what I was interested in back then was how much people are allowed to practice Islam in this province. Sure. How much are you allowed? And I actually spoke to an imam mm -hmm. of one of the biggest sects of Islam in Ningxia. Yeah. And he took me around and of some of the most holy sites of the of the religion. It was fascinating. But he explained everything and gave me a basic rundown of Islam because I didn't know a whole lot. Sure. Right. It was weird to learn about Islam through the Chinese language. But anyway, as I went I went around these areas and he explained that if they were Uyghur people, if they looked different, then they would have been more persecuted by the Chinese government. He explained very clearly that they're kind of allowed, and this was back in 2011, 2012, right. they were allowed to do what they want because they look and speak Chinese. And he was right. very clear about that. Yeah. And he also explained that there have been times in recent history where that's simply just not the case as well. Yeah. There have been uprisings, there have been revolts, there has been persecution. But compared to the Uyghurs, They've largely been left alone to even study Arabic and do things Just that are do deemed, their own thing, yeah. deemed carry illegal on, yeah. by carry the Carry on with their own religion, do their own traditions and practices, right? Right. And you can see very clearly in these pictures of yours, the religious um, symbols, the Arabic on the wall. Yeah. 
the minarets, yep. uh, the domes, sorry, not minaret, the domes on the, the top of that particular mosque. Um, mosque. Yeah. And this one, this is the mosque that you went to here? Oh, it's one of many. One of yeah. them, yeah. This is one of the main ones. And, you know, that would not be out of place anywhere in the world where no. you've got um, Muslims practicing. The only difference, of course, is that sign with the uh, um, Chinese written on it over there. It's yes. the only thing that could really tell, let you tell that it's different, right? Yes. Okay, so, I mean, here's the thing, though. What would cause the Huay Muslims, who the people you hung out with, yes. to guard, as you can see in this middle clip here, this mosque day and night? You saw the clip just before this was nighttime, now it's daytime. Yes. What would cause these clashes? You know, what would cause the police... You see, look at the middle clip here. You can see all of the riot police vans lined oh, up. It's, it's huge, and it's, it's still escalating. Yeah, it's still escalating. What would cause the PLA, the Chinese military, to be called in? Uh, as you can see them over here in the middle clip again. What would cause such a huge, crazy uprising? It's got to be something special, you know. Before we tell you about exactly why, uh, we it's have big. to. This is it's, big. It's, it's massive, and we've got something prepared for you. But we it's have to give you a word from our sponsors. Hornet. That's huge. <laughs> you really don't want to eat this. Burst like a pustule, <laughs> like you're popping a zit in the mirror. Yeah. Anyway, guys, you, you don't have to eat hornets. No. If you want to be healthy, you don't have to eat eat hornets. Um, we just want to tell you about our sponsor, who we're very grateful for because you know it keeps the show going. Um, Athletic Greens, and they have this fantastic product called AG One, which I've been taking daily now for months, and it's really fantastic. It's basically like taking all the vitamins that you might need. And instead of chugging down pills and weird potions, it's just, <laughs> it's really just a, a smoothie that you mixed up, mix yeah. up in the morning. And it's uh, a powder, it's quick. Yeah. Tastes good, gives you all the vitamins you need. It's really helped me anyway with brain fog. You know, it makes me more awake. And it's, I know I'm getting my supplements because I'm not very good at my diet. I don't eat a lot of vegetables and stuff. Sure. So it helps me out a lot. Yeah, it helps with gut health, increase mm -hmm. energy, immune support, all the stuff that you'd want in a vitamin you can get in a tasty drink instead. Mm. Very easy to take every single day. We absolutely love it. Um, and it's it's good to know you're doing something good for your body. In fact, what I noticed when I take it is I set myself up for a healthier day. I'm mm. less likely to go eat Rice Krispie treats and, and like junk food yeah, yeah. because I've already done something good for myself earlier sure. on that day, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's a fantastic thing. Yeah. Um, we are very proud that AG1 uh, by Athletic Greens sponsors this channel. And we also want to let you know that if you go to athleticgreens.com slash ADV, uh, there's a really special deal. You actually get a bonus, right? Yeah. Um, uh, what I was going to say, <laughs> let me get to my point here. Yeah, please do. Um, I know you get, they give you a no, travel I know, pack. I, I want the travel pack. I just want to make sure I don't screw it up, guys. Yeah, this is a very good example of not screwing anything up right now. You shush. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D mm -hmm. and a f and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Yeah. If you go to athleticgreens.com slash ADV, that's athleticgreens.com slash ADV. And we really hope you guys do check it out. It's affordable, it's good for you, and it supports the channel as well. Yes. Thank you very much, Athletic Greens. And now back to the show. 
So, of course, we now have to explain to you why the Hui Muslims would be uprising like this, because you do understand that in China, if you up do any kind of a riot or any sort of a protest, you have screwed yourself over. You're Your done. Over. You're done. It's done. Because every time this has happened in recent history in China, it gets suppressed. Once everyone's gone home, once it's all over, then the secret police come knocking on your, on your door, disappearing everyone, you know, taking family members away, questioning people detaining people it's awful yeah okay so why would they what would cause someone to risk their entire future and their entire family to go out there and protest you want me to get into the history or you want want to well i think we're going to show this uh, sure. this tweet first okay it's because the chinese government is trying to erase their their culture and erase their religion mm. and you know what it's been happening already. They already China. did it. Yeah. And the thing is, they've already done it to the Uyghurs. Yeah. And the Hui Muslims, like you said, have for, for the longest time kind of been left alone because they look Chinese. Since the mid-70s, yeah. 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 They've kind of been... Yeah. No, dude, there was something terrible. We'll tell yeah, I'll you. I'll get into that later. Yeah, I'll tell you a little later. But um, uh, they have been left alone to practice their religion. But yeah. at the same time, the Uyghur Muslim minority in China has been persecuted and had their religion wiped out. And here's a great example. Uh Li Jingjing, who works for the Chinese government, um, posted this, this as proof that the, the Uyghurs are happy and everything's okay. I'm going to read this tweet for you. She says, We are at the Xinhua Lu Mosque, which was built in 1886. In the center is the imam, who has been the imam of this mosque for almost 30 years. On the right is a young man in his 20s who recently graduated from uh, the China Islamic Institute and is now working as an assistant imam. Okay, and she has herself with two smiling Uyghurs. This is in Xinjiang, by the way, um, with a mosque in the background. But this actually reveals so much. If you look at this photo, first of all, the minarets are missing from the mosque. I'm going to show you a picture of what it used to look like, by the way. I've got a picture of what this mosque looked like in 2016. So the minarets are missing. There's a big banner on the front of the mosque, which is a... a a quote from Xi Jinping, dictator Xi Jinping, is a banner. It is the biggest, most pronounced text on the building. All the religious stuff has been erased. The imam and the assistant imam are both clean-shaven, which is not the case, usually. Yeah. Okay? We all know that Muslim men, they tend to grow beards, and especially, I think if you're an imam, it's kind of part of the package. Mm -hmm. um, and also, the fact that the young imam graduated from the China Islamic Institute, which is overseen by the United Front Work Department, which is part of the Communist Party of China. So he's been brainwashed and, you know, basically I mean, groomed. It's his job. Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are minorities in China that work for the CCP's propaganda and United Front Department. Yes, exactly. That's, that's how it works. So this one picture that's supposed to show, look, Uyghurs are happy <laughs> and, and fine. Wow. It shows you just how bad it has gotten. And... Um, we can take a look. Like I said, I've got pictures of... Uh, this is that mosque in question. This is right on the, the border, basically, of Kazakhstan, isn't yeah. it? Right up there. This is a picture of it in 2016. Can you see the, the dome and the minarets up there? Those have been taken down. Yes. Right? So I actually have a side-by-side -side here. So those those imams, by the way, I believe are Kazakh. That's, oh, they're Kazakh. Yeah, okay. I believe so. Yeah. It could be Kazakh. Okay, well, then I stand corrected. Either way, this is in Xinjiang. Yeah, yeah. It's a, and this is what minorities in Xinjiang. Yeah. It's the same area. Take a quick look at the comparison between the soulless picture with Li Jingjing over there, um, 
bragging about everyone being happy over there and everything's cool. And look at what it used to look like with its religious symbols. And yeah. uh, it's soul-destroying, really. Yeah. Because now it's just a blank, you know, hollow piece of crap compared well, to what seen, it was. Well, you've seen what they've done. They've taken entire mosques and just turned them into museums. Yeah. A place where people just walk around taking photos, yeah. trampling around, you know. Yeah, it's terrible. We'll actually show that to you in a minute. thing is, look, if you look, who is Li Jingjing? It's pretty simple. Like I said earlier, she works, she works for the Chinese government. Mm. Okay? Very, very straightforward. We can take a look... Um, I've got her up here. You see, she's a, a, a reporter for CGTN, and CGTN is the international uh, division of state media uh, outlets uh, of China Central Television, headquartered in Beijing. And um, it uh, broadcasts six news and general interest channels in five languages. CGTN is under control of the Central Propaganda Department of the Chinese Communist Party. So, you know, it's just a very clear um, picture for all of you guys to understand this is the Chinese propaganda department going around saying, look how happy the Muslims are in China, showing a completely stripped down, hollow version of what a mosque should be. It's, a, it's better if they didn't do that. Yeah. Like, because it's more believable if you pay someone and don't make them associated with state media, but they can't help themselves. No, they can't. <laughs> exactly. <know> I mean? <laughs> and I mean, when we go back to the Hui Muslims, you saw uh, that particular mosque that they're currently all surrounding. It's because they're trying to prevent that happening to that particular mosque. Um, and before we even get into more examples of what they're trying to prevent, we have to let you know that they've already successfully destroyed, or I should say de- Sinicized. Um, yeah, they've, they have sinicized. In other words, made hollow many mosques around the country already. Uh, a huge percentage of them. In fact, this current mosque that they're surrounding right now is one of the last strongholds. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can pause it back on some footage of them. Mm -hmm. uh, just to explain this really quickly, over I think it's over over 10,000 mosques have been dismantled and sinicized. Yes. And this is one of the last headquarters, at least in Yunnan, where the Hui Muslims are like, no, this is the last one. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. This goes way beyond like taking some minarets down and making it look more Chinese because that's kind of how the news is portraying this. But someone mm -hmm. we talked to earlier today told us that this is so much more mm. than taking some minarets down. This is so much more than changing the domes to make them look more Chinese. Yeah. When this stuff happens, it looks like it's a change in architecture. But what's happening is they remove the texts. They ban the schools, yes. the Islamic schools. They ban religious uh, teachings to the children. Mm -hmm. They change internal things inside of the mosque to be uh, pro-CCP things and Xi Jinping. Yeah, they put up pictures of Xi Jinping and stuff. Yeah, It's it's really, I like the word you use, hollowing it out, right? It's yeah. not just changing the minarets. This is the symbology that we can see something being removed. What's yes. actually being removed is the actual religion. Absolutely. Kind Everybody. of like how they gutted the Catholic Church. They're doing this with, yes. with uh, the Muslims. And the problem is, is that they've done this successfully with the Uyghurs. And they've done this in Xinjiang. So They've done it across the board. We'll show now, you in a minute. Yeah. Now it's the Hui Muslims' turn. And I just wanted yeah. to throw back to the 70s real quick. Sure. Uh, and one thing that yeah. I just wanted to say is, the reason why this broke out into violence is the Chinese government had already moved in 
scaffolding yes. and cranes, and, and cranes, they were ready yeah. to demolish and take this stuff down without notifying anyone. They yeah. just did it. And then they, the Muslims came to do their afternoon prayer, and they were like, no, you can't come in because we're demolishing this stuff. And they had all the police there and everything, and so these clashes broke out because they can see, hey, you're about to destroy our bloody mosque. Yes. You know? Now, Yunnan has been a, a bit of a stronghold for the Hui Muslims, even though it's not their like native area. Sure, sure. Um, so what... What's go, what went down here is that in 1968, when Chairman Mao did the Cultural Revolution, when he banned religion, so to speak, the four olds, right? Yeah, exactly. He basically banned all religion, period, right? Yeah. He shut down all the mosques and stuff. In the 70s, the the Hui Muslims in this area, very yeah. close to here, right? Yeah. Were like, absolutely not. That We've had enough of this. Yes. Obviously, millions of people got murdered throughout the Cultural Revolution, right? But yes. kind of when that started simmering down towards the end of Mao's rule. Yeah. They were like, we're going to open these back up, right? Yeah. So they tried to do that. That's that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to reopen the mosque in Yunnan, in this yes. area, yeah. right? So mm -hmm. picture this. This is when your parents were, you know, if you're our age, this is when your parents were in high school or whatever, right? This yeah. isn't like 100 years ago. No, this is in the mid-70s. Yeah, so mid-70s. I, I was born in 1980, so I was just a few years off. Yes, you're not yeah. that far off, right? No. So what happened was they were like, uh, no. They brought in air bombardment. Started blowing people up, mm -hmm. right? They brought in soldiers. They brought in flamethrowers. Howitzers. Do you know who ordered this? Deng Xiaoping. Same guy who ordered the Tiananmen, <laughs> Tiananmen Square, Square massacre. Yeah, you know, the hero of making sure. China free. Bullshit. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, he um, he ordered this. He ordered yeah. all this stuff. He he eventually blamed it later on the Gang of Four and all this sure, internal yeah, politics. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, long story short. They they murdered 300 children in the streets. Yeah. They murdered 300 Hui Muslim children in the streets, right? Yeah. They murdered thousands, uh, over over 1,000 people were, were counted. Yes. Were counted. Over 4,400 homes were bombed and destroyed in their own country. Yes. It's like a, almost like it was some sort of like invasion, mm. right? It was an invasion, again, just like Tiananmen Square, in modern history, of China flying bombs and flamethrowers and murdering people in cold blood in the street of their own country, of their yeah. own citizens. Yeah, exactly. To stop people from opening these mosques. So there is a tradition of this. Yeah, you can look it up. You can actually search the history of the Hui Muslims. It's called the Shadian incident. That was, Shadian. That's one. That's one incident. S-H-A-D-I-A-N? That's right. Yeah. Now, the important feature of this is that since then, there have been clashes. There's been lots of stuff. Um, in, even in 2018, there was a thing that happened in Ningxia. Mm -hmm. But this stuff has been so much smaller scale since then because China's afraid of an uprising. And that's kind of why they've allowed these Chinese-looking people the freedom to kind of do what they want. Yes. But Xi Jinping's China is very different than the last leadership, than Hu Jintao yes. or Deng Xiaoping. This current leadership cannot have religion yes and they think oh they're just trying to kind of standardize things and make sure there's no religious extremism but under xi jinping's china what they're trying to do is wipe religion out there must period. be no religion yes so that their yeah. ideas that will sinicize it will bring it into the culture mm. culture fold of china what that actually means is we need full government control so that people don't have religious freedom anymore so when you speak to the white muslims here at this in this incident right now yeah they are absolutely terrified because the clashes is not where this stops. You guys might see this as, okay, everyone went home, protests over later. No, because just like we've seen in the white paper protests and the COVID yep. protests and everything that happens in China, the blood flows later. Yep. The blood flows after everyone's home. Yes. Right now, there are loudspeakers going on in this, in this area, right? Well, in the area well, you were just area, showing. Yeah. That are telling people, turn yourself in now before this gets ugly. Yeah, turn yourself in before uh, June 6th? Yes, June 6th. They are set setting up 
uh, notice boards. They're getting people to go around. They're getting secret police to go around and warn people to spread throughout the community to cause chaos and paranoia. Turn your if you're here, if you want leniency, if you want leniency, turn yourself in. Turn yourself in now, or you're done. Yeah, because that means the worst thing. Mm. When you get disappeared in China, it your life. It, it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if you live or die yeah, at that it point. Doesn't. You're, you're not accounted for anymore. Yes. And that's the thing is we saw, remember when the students were white paper protests, people yeah. were like, oh, okay, that blew over. They didn't, they got what they wanted. They didn't get what they wanted, whatever. And people stopped talking about it. But that's yeah. why I did that video. What happened afterwards? Mm. People got disappeared. They come after you after it blows over because they don't want the international attention. Yeah, they don't want the attention. They wait for it to die down and the eyes are not on it anymore. Then they come in en masse and just disappear everyone, like you said. Yeah, so to end this, this my speech on this, the, mm -hmm. the Hui Muslims in this scenario are terrified about what's that what's to happen to them. The surveillance state, the secret police, they are so scared about what's about to happen to them after this kind of blows over. And again, why would they protest so much? Let me show you, uh, give you an example um, of what they're afraid of. Okay, we're going to go back to um, our CGTN reporter. Okay, and the reason why I'm focusing on her is her job almost exclusively is to run genocide denial. Yeah, that's kind okay? of a thing. And what she does is she goes to all the Xinjiang um, Muslim areas and she co-opts a lot of foreigners. Yeah. And what she does is excellent. Is what she does is she does genocide denial. Yeah. And they show. Well, I'm just going to show you an example. How about that? And then we could just uh, continue on. So here we are. Like they were also dancing, have a lot of fun. I mean, you are so much oppression, right? See, you see what she's do. So she does sick. What a yeah. sick thing to say. <laughs> Let's walk around on a government tour that I. You know, she, yeah. as a government employee walking around, so much oppression, right? While millions of Uyghurs are literally chained up, doing forced labor, separated from their families, head shaved. Yeah. Being brainwashed into becoming part of like, you know, like slaves of the CCP, basically. What she does is she um, works as a fixer for a lot of the foreign shills of the people that are co-opted. Willingly or not, they get co-opted on these trips to go around to Xinjiang and so on. She acts as a translator and a fixer, goes around and shows, look, there's nothing to see yep. here. There's no oppression. There's no genocide. And she has whole programs and interviews to try and prove that there's no genocide in in uh, Xinjiang. Anyway, yeah. Let's continue on a little bit here. You know what these Middle Eastern uh, like areas... Is that the Middle East? Middle Just, is that East? the Middle East? <laughs> Hold on a second. Would you say Xinjiang's the Middle East? It's in Central Asia, mm. which is not the Middle East. Oh, the, middle, the Middle East is like Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I don't think they're anywhere near that. It, I mean, whatever, you know, you can't blame the dude for not being an expert. Let's move on. Do really well. This is So what she does is does genocide denial. And this is what the Chinese government loves to do is to show minorities dancing in like a costume. Happy minorities dancing. Thing. Yeah. So nothing to see here. See how happy they are? They dance. We always point that out and they continue doing it. They they're always like, do it. Oh, those those guys on the China show, they're wrong. Look, there's no genocide here. And they do dancing again. Yeah. Just oh dancing, dancing, dancing. It's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, you get the picture. So... This is what the Hui Muslims are afraid of. They're afraid of their religion yeah. um, and their traditions being turned into a tourist attraction because yeah. this is the kind of crap that's being spread First around. genocide, pave it over, yeah. make it Chinese, and now it's a tourist attraction. This is the kind of shit you get from, again, like Chinese propaganda accounts mm. all over Twitter. This is an example showing 
oh, look, here in Xinjiang, we'll just go have some fun there. We'll do some dancing, you know, in the in the Grand Bazaar, Urumqi Grand Bazaar over there. It's become like a theme park. Yeah, that's, that's right? what they do to whitewash it. Yeah. It's sick. So you're, you're a Hui Muslim. You're going about your business. You see all of this stuff. Look at that. This is Xinjiang, by the way. Um, the, the satellite photo you just seen is a mosque. I'll go back. A mosque that was there. Okay. There's a mosque. You can see it with its dome on top. And now it's not there anymore. Okay. This is what's happening to the Hui Muslims now. This has already yeah. happened to the Uyghurs in yeah. Xinjiang. You know, there's another mosque. Hey, look, it's a mosque. Bam. Not there anymore, is it? Here it's like you may no longer use your own, uh, you know, script. You must use Chinese uh, characters. Yeah. See how they've blanked out they where bl the... blocked out there. They the, blocked out where it used to the have Uyghur the, script, the Uyghur yeah. script over there. They only have the pronunciation. Yep. There we go. Where it used to be on the signs, the Uyghur script has been blanked out. It's sinicized. You know, never mind the concentration game. You guys know the drill with uh, Xinjiang? Okay, with the concentration camps and all the other nonsense that's been going on. We've covered this plenty of times, so we don't need to rehash it too much. But this is what the Hui Muslims are afraid of. Yeah. Oh, and, it's, it's currently happening. And it now. is. It has yeah. it started to happen to them. And like you said, thousands of mosques have already been affected. Yeah. And this is just a very important one. They're yeah. like hands it's off our mosques. one of mosque. the last strongholds. Yeah, stop turning us into a tourist attraction. Yeah. You know? Um yeah, as as you know, the the many 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 horrible things that have been going on in Xinjiang is what the Hui Muslims are trying to get away from. Now, I wanted to play a clip for everybody here of what happens once everything has been sinicized. Yeah, and what you're going to see now is uh, taken out of my uh, video I did a while ago. And I'm just going to play it so you guys can watch it. And this is really going to be the fate of the Hui Muslims, I believe, is what you're about to see here. Let me just get us out of here. So it'll begin. <clears throat> Don't worry, sound's coming in a minute. Here it comes. Sorry. Shills dancing, you know. So, Xinjiang has become a theme park now for narcissistic influencers working as propagandists for the Communist Party of China. And there are three main attractions. Number one, the Urumqi Grand Bazaar. This is the first stop on our genocide denial tour. Here, our propagandists are allowed to roam freely. The bazaar is actually closed off with checkpoints going in and out. So, they can freely roam... Look at all the tourist tat, sit down in the big food courts, take photos next to the many statues and interesting architecture in and around the bazaar. Here we get to see people ambling around, having a great time. And don't forget, you can get your KFC burger and a Starbucks coffee while you're at it. Number two, Kashgar Ancient City. Not only do you get to dance like a clown outside the main gates with some paid Uyghurs, but you also get to walk down the same alleyways that every other influencer has walked down. On top of that, you get to invade a traditional Uyghur's home and see exactly how they live in a very model and set-up house. Next, head out to the big square where you get to see Xinjiang's oldest mosque. 
Right, I just I just want to pause it here for a second. This again is what's going on with the Hui Muslims. Look at this. Xinjiang's oldest mosque. Can you see the religious symbol above the door there? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's been around for hundreds of thousands of years. However old this mosque is, okay, mm-hmm. it's very important. Um, it's an incredibly important part of uh, the mosque. Let's say take a take a look because, well, you'll see in the next clip what's happened to that. I'll get us out of here again. That has been completely stripped of all of its religious symbology and turned into somewhat of a museum. There for your entertainment and the entertainment of the Han majority tourists who come to visit. Don't forget the pony shows, camel rides for the kids, and trained doves that circle the square on command over and over. Number three, the Hotan Night Market. Here, after a hard day's work of genocide denial, we get to go and enjoy ourselves, relax, choose one of the many different dishes from the numerous food stalls, watch a live performance, and of course, appear on state TV to say just how great and free and wonderful Xinjiang is. Let's get real here for a minute, guys. What these incredibly immoral influencers and Chinese fluff piece propagandists are doing is covering for the atrocities that the Chinese government is carrying out in Xinjiang. Families are being torn apart. Fathers, sons and husbands being disappeared into concentration camps. Children being put in state orphanages and taken away from family. Forced abortion, sterilization, mass rape, arbitrary detention complete destruction of the traditions, religions, and beliefs of an ethnic minority. There's a lot of bad things going on here, and these stupid, immoral fools are there, dancing around with Uyghurs in traditional clothing, pretending everything is okay, and trying to whitewash what's actually going on in Xinjiang. So, uh... The reason I had to show that all to you guys is I know some of you have probably probably seen that before and I apologize for that, but this is one of those situations where you've seen it happen already, okay? And I wanted to read this very famous quote from Martin Niemöller, uh, which says, <clears throat> First, they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. That's very, very apt, Mm. I think. And this is exactly what's happened. We've seen a massive amount of silence uh, across the Muslim world when it comes to the persecution of the Uyghurs. And this is kind of the result, is that nothing's done about it because no one's speaking up. 
So the Uyghurs get completely decimated, their religion and their culture and everything gets wiped out, and they've been reduced to a sideshow, a circus sideshow. And now the Hui Muslims are experiencing the exact same thing. And once they're wiped out, who knows who's next? Again, I, I don't want to like belittle anything, because it, but I know people's feelings are across the board, like not across the board the same. I know yeah. that some people don't care about religion, right? Yeah. But even if you remove the religious aspect of this, mm. it's everyone. Anybody in China, China's, the Chinese government's coming for you next in some way or another. Yeah. It's about ultimate control, and we've watched China's freedom rating just take an absolute nosedive, and it's just the, the next group's next. It doesn't yeah. matter who you are. Yeah, and it doesn't even need to be religion. Look, no. at, the, look at the billionaires who've been yeah. disappeared, the movie stars that have been disappeared, musicians, comedians— Anyone, students, yeah, anyone who Feminists. has something that just doesn't seem to be in line with what the Communist Party wants, you're next. And who knows what that is? By yeah, the way. people, oh, I'm just a normal person. Yeah, normal life can be that too if the Communist yeah. Party decides that that's not kosher anymore. I mean, think about it. When we were living there, things like just as the normal thing about riding an e-bike. Yeah, that's your daily transport, and that's how you do, own your business. Gone. And then all of a sudden, no, now that's got to stop. No one's allowed to ride an e-bike of a certain type anymore, and they confiscate them and they arrest people and stuff. It's just the way it is. It's an awful, awful situation. So this yeah. is uh, well, these uprisings that are happening now. Maybe you can understand why people would be risking their freedoms to do it. It's because it's if they don't try to do something, that's it. They just get steamrolled. It's done. And your whole way of life, your entire religion and your culture and everything is just deleted, you know? Yeah. And it's difficult for people to really um, be in the mindset of people that are being persecuted in China because, you know, in the developed world anyway, you could never imagine something like that happening to you. I know. You hear false equivalencies all the time. You're yeah. like, oh, the same thing's going down. Oh, you they'll know, say, oh, well, yeah, in America, have you seen well, what the... Whatever. You know, right. nonsense. You can come up with ever. It's not the same. It's no. not the same. You, when you go out and you protest and you stand up for what you believe in in China, you die. Yeah. You either die or your life is over. And your right? entire family gets affected. Yes. You know, yes. they've got all sorts of nasty things in China that if you if you commit a crime, it affects your entire family. And yeah. your children can't go to school and stuff. And there could be a generational punishment yeah. as well. It's an awful, awful situation. And that's how they try to keep people in line. It's through these very oppressive means. So that's what's happening with regards to the Hui Muslims in Yunnan and this uprising. You may have heard about it, you may have not, but it's a big thing for it to happen. Yeah. Um, and so we thought it's about time we lighten things up around here because, you know, we don't want it to be just doom and gloom here. Yes. So we thought we'd move on. But at the same time, on a lighter note, we'd still include Xinjiang. Yeah. Okay. So this... This lighter note thing that we're showing you is actually still a form of Xinjiang genocide <laughs> denial, isn't it? Sure, but it's like a, a really bad attempt at <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. so we can laugh. So everybody knows our favorite, uh, yeah, and beautiful. you know, fake Chinese AI. Sarah Remember, AI. China's telling the world that they're at the forefront of all AI. There's a huge government, in, uh, government initiative to make everything AI related. Because there's billions of dollars coming from the central government for yeah. it, right? So if you get on this AI train, you get some of that sweet money. Yeah. But you have to show the, you know, show the world that you are using AI, right? And uh, some of the attempts at using AI has been absolutely hilarious. Yeah. One of the obsessions currently is making AI reporters. Yes. I don't get why they think this looks good or believable or like able to replace people. 
But these piss poor attempts are absolutely hilarious. And in this case, this AI, AI reporter's jobs is to do genocide denial in Xinjiang. Yeah. So, and the nice thing is, is they slip up and we get to see behind the curtain. Yeah. They, they're so bad at hiding so their, bad. their nonsense. Yeah, so stay tuned for the whole segment. Okay. So we're, we're going to start out and we're just going to show you this part. Okay. First. Okay. Um, where are we? What? <laughs> Can you pause that for a second? Yeah, sure. Does that not look like one of those like shitty Steam games? Like, oh, dude. you know, like a like a like sex an adult adventure adult novel. game. Yeah, yeah, you know, those always like one ninety nine. It always yeah. pops up. It's like a dollar ninety nine adult I'm, game. I'm trying to pause it on a very specific uh, clip. There, let me try. Give me a second. I gotta try and find it. So bear with me. So this is Uyghur genocide AI model. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There you go. Urumqi Grand Bazaar. First yeah. step, first stop on the Xinjiang AI genocide uh, denial tour. Sure. Yes. Sure. So, um, yeah. It's like PS2 graphics. Don't, don't, Dude, don't PS2's be better. PS2. It's better. It's better, man. This is, these are still images, too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's yeah. continue because it's, uh, it's fascinating. Hello, everyone. We are Unboxing, Unboxing China. China. I'm Nancy. I'm your digital host from Baidu. Can you pause just... it? Sure. Unfortunately, who wasn't there? Oh, yeah. we. You know, Unboxing China is one of those uh, little shows they have. And normally they have this other presenter called... Unbox. Box. Literally, her name is Box. This is Box over here doing something. Nothing would bother me anymore. Unbox. Okay, unfortunately, she wasn't available for this particular um, episode. But they got I feel this... like they got rid of Box. I think they got rid of box. I think they got rid of box. Yeah. Something can bother her now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, her job is gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's see what's going up with this digital digital host. Sing was a bunch of photo shoots I did in Xinjiang on Baidu. What you just saying was a bunch of photo shoots I did in Xinjiang. Hold on a yeah. second. Hold on a second. I just had to show that. This is supposed to be an AI host. Yeah, from Baidu. From so Baidu. Everybody okay. knows Baidu China's is Google. China's Google. It's an exact copy. Okay, so they run the search engine and they do, yeah. they've got a maps.baidu.com, images.baidu.com, yeah. exactly like Google. Yes. Tra Translate.baidu.com, they yes. got it all. Yeah. Now, what, I have a problem with that. What's that? Real quick. AI okay. means artificial intelligence. Oh, right? no, she, she didn't say AI. Uh, she said uh, digital presenter. Digital presenter. Okay, just, uh, I had to clear yeah, that just out. just got to clear it okay, up. Okay, cool. but from Baidu. So, you know, Baidu is the leader in China's like internet technology and so on. This looks like bad motion cap Snapchat filter. It does, doesn't it? Hello, everyone. We are Dude, the audio. Auto Why can't they fix the audio? It gets better, but that means they had auto gain on the microphone. They you did. know how it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like really loud, and then it's all, yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Our unboxing China. I'm Nancy. I'm your digital host from Baidu. Digital host. Yeah, she's the digital host from Baidu. All right, cool. Okay, I get so it we got now. that. Okay. What you just seen was a bunch of photo shoots I did in Xinjiang on Baidu. What you just seen was a bunch of photo shoots Great I did mouth in tracking. They didn't do oh. any mouth tracking there. I could do better mouth tracking on Final Cut. Dude, you know, just on <laughs> Apple when you do those yeah. stupid like those, yeah. turd emojis or whatever. Right. On, I, I yeah. message it. It's way better. It is. <laughs> well, how do you like the view there? Well, it completely fails me. It fulfills my every imagination of a perfect road trip destination. I'm so jealous of you. Xinjiang's best land of 1.63. <laughs> 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 <la
words yeah. completely fail me. And then yeah. she goes, I am completely, I'm really jealous of you. Anyway, so by the way, we're going to read verbatim. Again, script. these are pictures of Xinjiang. So they're uh, they're trying to do these fluff piece things yes. about Xinjiang. Look how beautiful it is. What a great tourist destination. Yes. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Everyone's happy. It's great, you know. Yeah. It's uh, what? Oh, it's... Uh, great. <laughs> okay, let's get to it. my every imagination of a perfect road trip destination. I'm so jealous of you. Xinjiang's best land of 156 <laughs> million square kilometers shows yes, many facets yes, of so modern fun. nature's beauty. And you human beings have preserved... Yeah, look, this is the thing I've got about Chinese um, fluff pieces that they yeah, do, especially propaganda. for propaganda, tourist propaganda, is they turn the saturation up. Those horses are bleeding out of the screen. <laughs> it's almost like they're an overlay. Yeah, this this <laughs> in real life actually just looks gray. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. What so, have they done? Well, I did something here, okay? okay? I decided I would help them make it look even more Chinese you propaganda. Might as well go all the way. Yeah, yeah. It's so very well. Oh, thank you. See, that's how it should look. <laughs> Just put the saturation up even more. <laughs> Perfect. So, great. so I decided, since you know we're on the topic of Chinese fluff piece propaganda, to give a proper demonstration to everybody. I thought I'd show everyone a textbook example. So we were discussing like, where's a kind of a drab place in the USA? Oklahoma. And I just thought, okay, Oklahoma. Shout hey, out to Oklahoma. By great. the way, but you know, it's compared to other states. I've seen some beautiful places sure. in Oklahoma, but like we decided we'd find a crappy part of Oklahoma. Yeah, or just boring. Yeah, yeah. Not dirty. No, just boring. Just boring. So yeah. we thought we'd show you a little clip of uh, what Oklahoma looks like, and then we'd do a Chinese propaganda special on it. So let's take a look here. Okay, so here it is. Here's Oklahoma. Okay, here's a propaganda style. Chinese here. Same clip with some satch. Mm, beautiful Oklahoma. Pretty much. Yeah, okay. I mean, you did a great yeah. job. You should just, work for China. Just showing you, like, when you see those fluff pieces, yeah. they take, like, some boring-ass crap things and saturate it up and make it all dull. Yeah, you could absolutely. Do Dude, you could do that with everything. You could. I've recently been seeing people, they keep showing Chongqing. Yeah. You know, and they keep showing that stupid building where the, the, the train, train goes, goes through. God, I That's don't... just bad planning. It's And it's loud and it looks like shit. Yeah, but they show the train going through the building and then they show like that lit up scene yeah, with yeah, the, the at the river. It's just light. And they show a bunch of other like zoom in on like a, a robot or something. Like how high tech and, and great China yeah. is. Meanwhile, you could do that for any place in the world. You, you could. There's always nice areas of any we city. You should do a Ken Kensington one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going joking. to. I'm let's going to. It. You know, like the the drug addict place, <laughs> yeah. capital of the world. Apparently, we're not too far. We can go. Yeah, we can do let's a do it. I'm okay. go, I'm going to go film like some of the nice historical buildings there because yeah. there are many, and yeah. I'll find like some beautiful waterfront areas, sure. and I'll take some shots and say Kensington, the most civilized city in the world. Yeah, and I can make it look exactly like that Chongqing thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's not get too off track here because we still have to continue with these two. 
Uh, so I cut it all up because it's sure. boring. They yeah. interview some dudes talking about glaciers and sure. preserving glaciers and all that sort of thing. So let's see where it goes. This field for over three decades, what are some trends you've witnessed over the years, including the state of the glaciers and your methods of studying them? I've recently visited Tianshan and I saw the glaciers from a distance. They look kind of so bad. How does yeah. it feel to work on the glaciers? Isn't it dangerous? Li told us that through years of researches and experiments, <laughs> they have found some ways to protect the glaciers, including building mountain reservoirs. Setting up glaciers protection areas, the magnificent white glaciers could stay there for longer. I wish they could be there during my lifetime. Oh, wish that could mean forever. And there's something <laughs> we can do. What? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what is this dialogue? Uh, it's it's bizarre. I I yeah. honestly, hand on heart, think that they have no idea what they're saying. Yeah. I think they're literally just reading a verbatim script. Yeah, I think so. Too. And it was very poorly written. Very bad, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Stay tuned for the next episode. See you. Okay, now here's here's where you get to see inside the sausage factory. Because okay. they thought it would be a great idea to kind of include a behind the scenes at the end. So remember, this is supposed to be a digital reporter. Yes. Okay, and now this is basically... Uh, Sarah AI is what you're seeing here. You Seriously. can finally see what Sarah AI looks like, how they do it. Yeah. Okay, so let's take a look. So this is behind the scenes from yes. that clip we just watched. Yeah. This, see? Is, this is Glacier Girl. I'm your digital host from Baidu. I mean... I'm your he did such a bad job. I see the motion capture sensors. Yeah. I see the little balls all over her. But the actual translation to the digital model is so poor that I think they're not even using the motion capture I'm, sensors. I'm going to guess they're using a shitty Chinese app like uh, Snapchat equivalent. I think they're literally, because you saw that they had her on the phone yeah. as well. I think the phone is the only thing that's translating yeah. her movements. I don't think they did mocap. No, I don't think so. So let's uh, let's keep going here for a bit. What you just seen was a bunch of photo shoots I did in Xinjiang. So yeah, there she's doing her... Great facial expression. What is this? I know, it's so oh bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, hey, see this. And there's the phone. There's the phone. Bye-bye. So, they shouldn't have shown this. They shouldn't have shown this, because now we know Sarah AI, how they set up Sarah AI. Literally a phone with an app. It's just a shitty Chinese app. Yeah, that's it. They translated into the Unreal Engine uh, meta-human thing. Right. That's it. Yeah. So now we know where, how Sarah AI was created. It was in this kind of setup over here. For sure. Um, isn't it piss poor, though? I mean, this is by, there's a sheet, a green screen sheet. Look at all the sensors up there, a though. Bo like a box <laughs> in a shitty office yeah. with, like, some mocap cameras. And then they're using a phone. And this is Baidu's, like, flagship technology yeah, this is supposed to be digital presenter. Yeah, digital host from Baidu. Baidu! This is if Google was doing this. This is bad. I mean, look, the equipment that they've got there, you should be able to do pretty epic things. Oh, yeah. I mean, proper mocap. They've been doing dude. good mocap since the 80s. Yeah. No, dude, seriously, if you can look at, like, anything from back in the day, you could do something really spectacular. And the end result is so shit. You know what I mean? So, look, there it is on the phone. Oh, yeah, there's the you face. You see how the phone has mapped the face? Yeah. It's very inefficient. 
Because like most bad. most of the mouth movements were shit. Yeah. Oh, it did such a I'm bad job. Have yeah, even that. From Baidu. What you just saying? Very worried about China's AI. I know. <laughs> you ever worried about the technological rise of China? Mm -hmm. Just always tune tune into our show. Yeah. Show you how it works. Isn't that a, just a fantastic smile that it captured? Because you know the model was smiling. <laughs> it didn't do anything with the face. This girl's like giving it. Do you see? She's like over exaggerating. Yeah, her she's face. like smiling. She wants to show, like, mm. some because she probably looks at the monitor and she's like, "Why is it not doing?" <laughs> she's trying very hard. You know what I mean? Look at that. Like, you look at her face. First of all, here it's very animated. She's yeah. like smiling. She looks. She looks like she's putting a lot of effort into it. Look at that know? big smile. Yeah. It's like, how does that translate? And that's just like, like <laughs> deadpan. Okay. How about this? Look, she's got a she's big like, open oh, mouth. Cute face. She's got an open mouth. Yeah. And no, nothing. Nothing. No teeth. No nothing. There, she looks bored, and yeah, it's bored. Typical. Yeah. Anyway, now See we know. You. Bye bye. That's a good little segment. I'm glad you put that together. Yeah. Okay. So we're done with our main segment today, uh, but we still do have a worldview and a Wumao corner do. for so you. Let's do it. Yeah. So let's move right into Wumao corner where we talk about the haters and what they're up to. And uh, yeah, we've got something that's really annoying in China. And it's this rise of nationalism and yeah. uh, xenophobia. It's bad. It's As very bad right As you will see now. in my, my video coming Dude, up. Dude, yeah. Uh, when are you releasing? Uh, this weekend, I think. This weekend? Yeah. Yeah. So Seamilk's got a fantastic video coming up, which is going to really highlight this once and for all. Yeah, I it's did a deep be... dive on what, what the education system is teaching kids yeah. right now. It's scary. It's very, very crazy. Anyway... What we have here is a shop, and they put up signs that resemble a Japanese flag. They're not supposed to be a Japanese flag. They just have this red dot Oh, it's just on a it. random design. And they're like, nope, that looks too much like a Japanese flag. And so the, the urban management come and just tear it down. I, I hate to always hark back to this, but when I had a school, I had an American flag and a Chinese flag, and it said, like, America-China cooperation, and the cops came, and I would have been arrested if I didn't take the American flag. Yeah, they flag. told they, you to they, take it down. They said, take it down, or you're done. Yeah, it's crazy. And I huh? was like, well, but it's about the friendship. No, no. No, exactly. No. And you were teaching American English. Yeah. Couldn't have your own flag. Here they could go. sure as hell fly a Chinese PRC flag here in the of States. Of course, but this is even worse because it's not even a Japanese flag. It's not flag. even a Japanese It just it's resembles just one. It's yeah. like, oh, there's a red dot on a piece of white. No red dot. Yeah, no, you may not. And so they come and tear it down. They would, just... they would arrest every Indian woman that walks around. Yeah, exactly, because they got a red dot on their yeah. forehead. Yeah, exactly. It's it's pathetic, isn't it? Yeah. But not only is it pathetic, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's super knee-jerk right now. Yeah. Anything can, like, trigger the wrong aspect of the government right now in China. Yeah. It's really, really awful. Um, so, yeah, poor shop owner. They just stole your signs. Now, <laughs> this is hilarious. Dude, this is something that, you know, when I studied at the Shenzhen University, so that would have been 2007-ish, when I st uh, started studying, I went to go study Chinese. That's where I, I learned how to read and write uh, Chinese. Yeah. And I went there to study f like full time for about, I can't remember, six months to a year. It was about a year, about a year I yeah. studied there. Sure. And um, they sat us down, all the foreigners, and gave us this presentation. I'd already been in China for, you know, a year, over a year, year and sure. a half. Um, but they sat us down and they got this cop to come and give us one of these exact type of things. Yeah. Where they basically were telling the foreigners, don't you break the Chinese laws. But they were like ridiculous things that were just nonsense. Yeah. Like nonsense things that 
I don't know why they had to explain it to us, you know. Right. But this is the kind of thing that they were saying, and I'm so glad that we have a yeah, I'll read it. a screenshot. Please go ahead. What does it say? So, so this is again, foreigners show up to yeah. China, and the cops go, "I'm going to give you a lesson on what you can't do." Yeah, this right. is usually if you're going to go teach at a university, or if you're studying at a university, yeah. or some kind of public thing like they that. They do have these. I yeah. can confirm. Yeah. Uh, be constant in love. This is number four. I, I would love to. I would pay to see the rest of this presentation. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we can. We can dig it up. Probably dig it yeah. up. You have the right to find your love in China, but you should be serious. This is the worst written thing I've ever seen. By oh, the yeah, way, oh yeah, you the have grammar, the right to find love. The punctuation. Isn't that scary though? Yeah, so that I, is scary. Uh, you know, it's acceptable for you to get into a relationship in China. Yeah. We're just letting you know. We're, uh, watch, yeah. we're watching you, but you can. You can. You know? We have received reports from the society <laughs> that <laughs> okay. some foreigners, yeah. especially males, <laughs> change Chinese girlfriends very often. <laughs> Even there are Chinese females called or wrote to immigration asking us to cancel the visas of the foreigners who cheated their feelings. Foreigners work in China as experts should behave themselves. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple things, like the worst writing I've ever seen. It's pretty bad. It's, it's official. It's Number two, to pretend like there isn't a problem, a rampant problem with cheating in China is absolutely insane. Yes, yes. There are, what, 0.01% of the population is foreigners, maybe less? Yeah, such a small this amount. This is not an issue in pervasive in Chinese society. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you what, infidelity sure as hell is. Oh, yeah. you got to be kidding me to pretend like it's just these random foreigners showing up causing social instability. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they're doing That's here. insanity. They're basically warning you, don't, don't, don't sleep around, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> It's Dolly one of the Jay biggest... could have given the speech himself. Yeah, it's such projection. But that's a massive thing that we were told as well. Like yeah. in our thing, there was a big thing about like, you know, you better not, you know, take dating lightly. You better not just date people. In fact, it pretty much read, don't touch our Chinese women. That's that's, that's what it, it said. That's it. actually what yeah. it was saying. But not, it's okay if Chinese girls or, or Western girls touch Chinese men. That's oh, yeah, that's fine. that's fine. They've really just singled and that's out great. the males. I don't yeah. give a shit, but don't Neither get involved, do cops. Say yeah, I know. It's like, cops, who, what are you doing? You don't get to say, you know, you don't get to say what on who gets L. to date. What an yeah. L. Anyway, so that's a bit of Wumao over there. I think that's our Wumao corner. Let's move on to worldview where we talk about everything in the world but specifically with regards to china and we got uh, a couple of things and the first thing we're going to look at here is please explain yes this is actually it's pretty important yeah um china takes strict measures deletes 1.4 million social media posts and crack down unregulated self-media accounts so there's a new precedent a new law yeah. in china uh, which has declared the banning of self-media accounts and what a self-media account is is you mm -hmm. as a chinese citizen you don't work for the CCP, but you posted news, Yeah. right? So let's say you said uh, today, or, or anything that could be deemed news, today at the reservoir, somebody fell in, right? Somebody fell in the reservoir and drowned or something, right? And you're just like a local person from yeah. Huainan City, yeah, right? Yeah. Someone fell in the Shuiku in the reservoir and they yeah. drowned. You, you'll get arrested now. If you if you reported on that, not even report, you just posted about it because that's news, yes. which first has to pass through the censorship board. Yes. So over sixty thousand self media accounts have been banned, and what those self media accounts were are just people that were like sharing stuff. Yes, I'm not talking about like people that are like um, just like a normal account. It's people that got kind of popular on the Chinese. Well, think about citizen stuff. journalism, yeah. right? 
And it's we, not even that, though. No, yeah, it's not even that far. You're yeah. right. It's it is if you were to report the news without, yeah. you know, without the consent of the government. Yes. So if there was a a chemical spillage and people got injured and went to hospital yeah. or something, and you posted that on social media without first checking if it's okay with the yeah. local government to post it. That's when you get into trouble. Yeah. But we saw this during the COVID outbreak. There were some very high-profile citizen journalists yeah. who went out there and filmed, you know, the body bags in the hospitals yes. and the bad things that were going. They just got disappeared. Yes. They got taken away. We saw that happen. So it's that they don't want a repeat of that. No. They just don't want any news to get out into the public without them okaying it. This is a big precedent, though, because there's now a law. Yeah. So there's no more self. You're not allowed to share news in China anymore. And I can give you a perfect example of why they want this sort of thing to happen. You see, I actually had a little chat with someone um, online the other day who's living in China, and they're very happy that they're raising their child in China because they say it's all safe. It's great. But they didn't realize that there's a rampant kidnapping issue in China. Kidnapping and human trafficking is huge, huge. And they had no idea. They've been living there for quite some time. No idea. Yeah, I wonder why they had no idea. It's because the news of that keeps being suppressed yeah. and you're not allowed to report on it. Yes. If you try to say, hey, you know, a child was kidnapped over here in front of my eyes, blah, blah, blah. That gets removed. You get taken away. Yeah. So when you don't hear any bad news, you think everything's great. And that's what China's trying to achieve is that kind of control. Yeah. So that everybody can be brainwashed into thinking China's this utopia. Yeah. Whereas it's not. Right. And so I sent the guy um, a couple of articles, uh, you know, from Chinese media sure. and stuff, and it really opened his eyes. Right. But you see, with if he didn't have that exposure, he would have continued to think it's okay to let his kid go and run off and play without him watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want you to read the um, article's author's name really quickly. Uh, by Mike Hurst? No. What? Where? I can't read it properly from here. His last name's H-U-N-T. Oh, really? <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> As well, I said Hurst. Mike Hunt. Yes, of course. Clever little pseudonym over there. Um, I think oh, it's probably his name. Oh, that would be terrible. Thank you. Actually, dude, I used to have, uh, and I got to tell you, I'm so annoying about Americans, I got to say, because when I was in high school, we had this like teacher who came from America um, to Africa to do his like, you know, they have these like, like, I don't know, romantic ideas of going to Africa and saving the starving African children or whatever and doing whatever work. He ended up working at my high school and it wasn't what he was expecting. Mm. He told us as much. He was like, he came to Africa to, you know, like be the big white savior from America to help everyone. He comes, he's teaching just normal kids. And he was very upset about that. Right. His name was Mr. Hunt. Uh, so we'd be like, hey, Mr. Hunt, Mr. Hunt. There would always be someone in the back, Mr. Hunt. And they'd be, he'd be like, what? And they're like, oh, Mr. Hunt, you know, that kind of thing. Nice, yeah, nice. he's a weirdo. Anyway, um, one of my first uh, exposures to, to an American, actually. Nice. Yeah, it kind of looked like the floppy hat dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Back on track. Let's take this plane off. What have we got? This is an RC-135. It's not an RC plane. No, it's a reconnaissance plane, an American reconnaissance plane. Boeing, I believe. Not the Aurora. No, unfortunately, not much stands up to the, you know, French chef's kiss Aurora. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was flying around and uh, a Chinese J-16, mm-hmm. okay, which that was... In- awfully familiar. Yeah, it was introduced in 2015. Oh, I thought it was in the, from the 70s. <laughs> no, 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 not the J-16. Oh, interesting. Fighter jet uh, buzzed it and caused turbulence. I mix and- that up with... 
Oh, you know what you're mixing it up with? You must be mixing it up with a uh, Sukhoi 27, oh, which was first, right. first introduced in 1977. That's right. I don't know. Let's put them side by side. Maybe you can tell <laughs> oh, which one is which is the Russian one, you know, Soviet one, which is the Chinese one. Hard to tell because it's the same bloody plane. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, what? this yeah. scrambled a uh, an American plane. Well, it uh, it buzzed. It buzzed him. Yeah. I it say. buzzed a. We've actually got footage of it here. Let's yeah. take a look. They seem, they seem to be doing this a lot. Have you yeah, noticed? Yeah, they're harassing. Dude, and it's always like some slow-moving piece of shit reconnaissance plane, yes. and they send a fighter jet to... If there was a fighter jet up there, they wouldn't dare. No, they wouldn't no. They, dare. Do it, they do it in these uh, in, you know, these little quick planes. You know what it reminds me of is hyenas. Yeah. You know hyenas? Yeah. They get in a pack, right? Yeah. And like they'll pick a limping goat or something right yes. something that could never fight back and then they're all brave and they'll like take it on but you just have to have a slightly like bigger animal that can potentially hurt them and it just looks at them and they scamper away like cowards it's the same thing yeah De definitely the same anyway this hyena comes up on this lame duck of a reconnaissance plane and does a, a very unsafe maneuver i don't know why they like to do this because it's very unprofessional I think that's the point. See, caused massive turbulence. It's a dangerous maneuver. Yes. It's a big, slow-moving Boeing, you know. Pause it on there. Pause okay. it where I can see the plane. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to quickly uh, I'll scrub back. Give me a second. Oops, going to have to do that again. Sorry, that's the way this media pack works. Scrub is a guy. Here, getting there. Here we go. Coming in from the passenger side of his best friend. Stop. Okay, so... Um, yeah, what did you want to say? I wanted to quote um, the Pentagon. <laughs> okay, what did the Pentagon say? The United States will continue to fly, sail, and operate safely and responsibly wherever international law allows. <laughs> you know who's not flying safely <laughs> yes, and responsibly? Yes. It's the Chinese hyenas. Yes. You know the flying tigers? I do. China's now the flying hyenas. I think so. Yeah. And the spokesperson for China's embassy in Washington, yes. Liu Pengyu, did not comment on specifics, but said that for a long time, the United States has frequently deployed aircraft and vessels for close-in reconnaissance on China, which poses a serious danger to China's national security. China urges the U.S. to stop such dangerous provocations and stop deflecting the blame on China. Bro, they were in legal airspace. We don't encroach on illegal airspace. Yeah, you don't right? encroach on other people's sovereign airspace. He added that China will continue to take necessary measures to resolutely defend its sovereignty and security by being a little bitch by being a flying <laughs> hyena and i quote yeah. by being a little bitch yeah anyway and work with he didn't actually say that, that's my words yeah that's and your quote work with regional countries to firmly safeguard peace and stability in the south china sea uh, so china you know claims most of the south china sea which is just not true you can't do that you can't do that but you notice that when the the tides turned like with that grave robbing ship we spoke about last yes. week right yeah as soon as they're caught out and they're they're actually encroach on other people's Waters, yes. sovereign waters. What is they that go, called? That's called protection. <laughs> so they go in there, they they grave rob and steal this like <laughs> heritage site, right, yeah. and then as they soon as build islands, yeah, as soon as like people try to like, holy shit, they're doing this, they run off to international waters, and then yeah. they're like, oh, we're safe. We now. didn't, we didn't do it. Oh, we're safe. We're in yeah. international waters. But now here, you've got the U.S. Uh, flying a reconnaissance plane in international yes. airspace. It's not sovereign airspace of China. It's no. not there. No. 
And they come here with their stupid hyena craft and fly it in front. China is trying to provoke a response. Of course. This is so obvious provocation. Yeah. yeah. Give me a break. It's irresponsible and it's bullshit. It's a bitch move. A little bitch move. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that you get yourself in trouble doing. Yeah. Keep poking. Just see what happens. Yeah. I mean, no one wants any of this, but I feel I'm starting to believe that China does want this. Yeah, this is one of those FAFO kind of uh, situations, <laughs> I you know? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have some quotes from uh, 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 Air Force personnel. Good. What does it say? Uh, There's some discussion online mm. that I, I found about this, right? Good. He said, We get intercepted multiple times, literally every single time we fly near or around China. With the most typical form of them screwing with us, in my experience, being in keeping their TCAS off until within a few hundred feet or so, and then causing an RA, which is a resolution resolution advisory, um, like advising us to climb or descend in, to avoid a collision. I've never personally experienced an intercept and unsafe and professional as this. Yeah. He's, he's talking about this one. This is like the worst yeah. that they've experienced. They have every advantage over us, capability-wise, in those little lawn darts versus us sitting fat and slow and happy in these jets. Mm-hmm. So they're using these quick, maneuverable planes yeah, to F these jet. big, beastly, slow yeah. things. So I say they're hyenas. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's because it's a different type of plane. So just so yeah. no one's fighter confused. Jet, no one's confused. Fi- fighter jet versus a freaking slow moving like a Boeing passenger plane, yeah. basically. I don't want anyone to get confused and think that like the U.S.'s military or Air Force is like, behind or something. No, this of is course. a different plane. They wouldn't send up that inter- no. intercept plane if there were fighter escorts. Correct. Or if there was a single like Absolutely fighter not. jet, they wouldn't even go near it because they'd be top-gunned, you know? Yes. They've seen the movie. All we all we can really do is record every encounter we get and report it up. I can yeah. all but guarantee that this video is on the president's desk within hours. A conversation was had with China about it, although I'm sure it was just met with empty platitudes and will continue to happen, as it always does. Yeah. And this is the thing is that no one's ever, ever, like, escalated this because China, it almost seems like China's trying to make something happen, but mature countries, diplomatic countries don't don't escalate it. And also mature countries would never do an intercept no. like this. If you no. want to do a legitimate intercept, like, hey, I'm keeping an eye on you. It's a little bitch move. You do it properly. You send up your fighter jets. You scramble them. They have their everything up. You you see them coming. There's none of this like let's pretend that we're not here, turning off our our yes. systems. They'll come up there. They'll fly, you know, in parallel or whatever. They'll say, hey, we got an eye on you. They'll escort them for a while and break off. Yeah. None of this other bull- childish bullshit. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And the the thing that I'm worried about is that this is going to continue to happen. It will until something until something does happen. And you understand yeah. that. And I and I hate this fear mongership. But wars have been started over less than this. Yeah. And that's what's bad. I don't want to see an international global conflict happen because of a little bitch move. Remember the Hainan inst- incident? Yeah. It was because of this shit. Imagine the Hainan incident from 2001 happened now in today's political turmoil. Right yeah. now with relations as they were, because in 2001, relations between the US and China were fine. Yeah. Imagine right now at this boiling point, what would happen? That is not okay. This kind of maneuver is very irresponsible at this moment in time. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want another Hainan incident because yeah. that will blow up in a global war. And it will be the hyena incident. Yeah, or, or at least a Pacific theater war. It yeah. would be real bad. It'd be bad, yeah. China, stop doing this crap. We know you watch us. yes you're watching us right now yeah excellent so that's everything that we've got on the show for today so let's move on to our q a everybody this is where we answer your questions and you question our answers and we're going to start uh reading off the super chat so what do we got 
Charles Womack says, this was inevitable given the societal pressures, which I imagine you will go into a bit more detail. Only unknown is how it will end. Your prediction? With this, I think the white Muslims will lose they will, uh, their cultural they, identity. They cannot win. No. And this is the unfortunate thing. Like that quote that we showed, nobody stands up strongly enough. And so the Chinese government steamrolls. Well, it's impossible. People. And it is impossible. Yeah. It is completely impossible. They've got the military, they've got the police, they've got the entire central government will just send whatever they need to to quell any kind of protest yeah. in that area. Wipe it all out. Wipe yeah. out your cultural heritage, your your religious identity and all of that and say, you must look like Xi Jinping. Yeah. You must act. You must read the same things as him. You must eat the same food Wait you must you act see like what him. they're doing in schools it's, yeah, it's crazy crazy mm -hmm. anyway get the idea temporary name says might not be able to join live today was hoping here's hoping that way muslims will be safe and they won't get the weaker treatment they more news agencies should cover this and i'm sure there will be some coverage yeah uh, our china secret police thank you for the memberships appreciate that david lopan thank you thank Jim you flag uh pp thank you very much bolo bravo sierra elon musk and jamie diamond visited china your thoughts i'm pissed off beyond belief about that we're gonna do some mm, coverage later yeah that's that. a segment all on its own yeah this world is changing for uh it's going down a weird weird path mm -hmm. like it's tankies and dictators versus reasonable people <laughs> correct yeah uh i will say i feel like elon musk is losing a lot of popularity though yeah I, uh, and he should because yes. of his behavior he deserves yes. that Jay, thanks for the show. I can't wait to see future stories you'll cover and your perspectives you'll bring over the year on all your channels. Thank you very much. Thank you. Lecker says, sadly, to be religious in China, you have to embrace CCP first, which means CCP is above any deity. Otherwise, you have to worship underground. That's absolutely correct, Lecker. Quick check. 1007. Thank you very much. Magistar Generalis, I know it may not be very fitting, or but it's great news. Malaysian authorities have arrested these uh, scumbags who are committing grave desecration on the wrecks of the World War II Royal Navy ships. Oh, did they? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know. We better look into that. Yes. Um, another big thing that I saw is that uh, they arrested um, a couple of uh, people here in the States. I read on the Justice yeah, Gov. Did yeah. you see for the yeah. bribing the IRS agents? I was going to put agents? it in the show, mm. um, but we, didn't have, we don't have time to do a yeah. full read. I want to read the whole thing. It's very interesting. Yeah, they were bribing IRS, what they thought were IRS well, agents. Yeah, but, but it was actually an undercover officer on behalf of the Chinese <laughs> government to try and uh, like basically screw over some Falun Gong yeah. people here. So people yeah. that are, you know, the Chinese government doesn't like. So it's yeah. quite a big news thing. Yeah. But of course, the way Muslim thing, you know, takes over that. Yeah, yeah for sure. And that's mm. something that's been taken care of. Yeah, and so. we, we will cover that in an upcoming show. We will. Part of another bigger segment. Yes. Mm -hmm. Will Smith says, things don't always translate from one language to another. So how can there be Chinese character characters for complex Islamic-specific concepts? 1984, bro. Wonder mm -hmm. C says, have you followed uh, have followed both of you for several years and stumbled upon the stream? Thank you for all of your information. Cool. I'm glad you're here. Welcome back. Yeah. I mean, this is our favorite thing that we do, really, is our show. Oh, yeah. So, for sure. you know, it's very important to, to hang out with you guys. Yeah. We're glad you found us here. Yes. Honky Dory says, hey, Winston and Matthew, love your show. Long time watcher. Thanks for shining a light on China. Love from New Zealand, but I'm a South African. Oh, excellent. Thank you, friend. Good, that, good thing you're out of South Africa. Congratulations. <laughs> Matthew Booth says, this is so sad and tragic. It still shocks me that people still stand up for the CCP with the things that they do like this. Yeah. Can I get a yao jia to lighten the mood? Oh, man, you certainly can. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why that would lighten the mood because, Matthew, I believe you sent me a message which kind of... And not to read, I won't read the whole thing verbatim, but it said that it makes you very, very upset. What, this? Yeah, so it's interesting that he would request it. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of interesting. 
Mohammed Superiono, uh, in Makkah, there are no pictures of Saudi leadership, unlike in Xinjiang, where there's Chinese propaganda quotes in mosques and she worship. Yes. Uh, Kalatha Swiss says, what? No sauntering today? I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. <laughs> oh, we definitely pissed on the frog, though. That's for no, sure. we did. Unfortunately, because of the nature of these breaking episodes, you know, um, we kind of get straight into it. But we did include most, most of a normal show, I'd say. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hal Sparks turned me on to y'all. That's awesome, Carlin Evans. Yeah, he's really that. nice. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> can I be honest with you? We've done a lot of collaborations in the past mm -hmm. with various different news outlets or uh, other channels, and I think the only collaboration other than Jordan Harbinger, obviously, that's ever gotten yeah, anyone he's tied over. To the show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, any anyone is Hell Sparks. Yeah, he he's actually genuinely uh, did a collaboration and out was, of the blue was interested in yeah. promoting us as much as we were interested in promoting. It was him. really nice. Yeah, so go and check him out. We do see people saying like, "Oh, I learned about you from Hell Sparks," just like that. I really yeah. think that's awesome. It's amazing. He's a great guy. Yeah. Jesse Late, thank you very much. Black Yellow Six, bro, what? They replaced Box with this AI bullshit? I know, it's not It's not correct, especially when you've got all... And Box. You know, why not? Because, you know, she's always going on saying... Nothing would bother me anymore. <laughs> we should actually show that episode. I don't even, I don't even know what that's from. It's You're from, the Box expert. Yeah, it's from another one of those things, oh, okay. yeah. Is it funny? What does she do? Oh, man, it's, it's torturous. Where they're talking about, like... <laughs> i.e. square dancing and oh, stuff. Oh, no. So, and then they go, the, the little bunch of them go to try it out, and they're like, oh, it's so great, or whatever. Huh. Mm. It's very boring. SEA, <laughs> keep it up, guys, and thank you for your work. <laughs> David Lopin, thank you very much for the gifts. Matthew Booth is a guy that lives in Philly. Please do Kensington. Yeah, well, we should do a Kensington. Dude, I am going to do... I'll do it. Dude, let's do it. Let's get some drone shots. Yeah. We'll make it beautiful. We'll make... Yes. Ken we'll make... Philadelphia look like the most civilized well, Philly, no, city. No, fine. It's just like Kensington specifically. Our challenge is to make Kensington. Okay, look we'll amazing. go and we'll film the Kensington Avenue sign, and then yes. we'll find like a florist or something. We'll just we'll make yeah, it look we'll be so. Yeah, we'll hone in. Yeah, we'll make it. We we'll do China style propaganda. Yes. We'll tell you how. You see any litter or you see any bad homeless person like thing going I, on? No, I'm going. You just to, don't look at it for sure. But I'm going to challenge mm. us. We don't film the rest of Philly. We only film Kensington for Kensington. Yes. It, our challenge is to stay in this block and that yes, block. Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. It will. Elms, Ali, <laughs> Sterum, Kerr, keep up uh, with the inf informative quality content. <clears throat> Black Yellow 6. Thank you. Bro, hook me up with some box. <laughs> Again. Wow, box. 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 <laughs> Everyone loves box. It's probably because they did her dirty and didn't have her in her show. You know what we haven't seen, though? These days. Mm. Like a dig, dog, dog. <laughs> Come on. You know who got her? You know who got her? CPPCC. CPPCC. True. Yeah. They tracked it down. The CPPCC? That's the consultative conference of the CPP. Of the CCP. Exactly. They were like, were they consulted about they this? Did. And they were like, this is not good. This is bad. Yeah. Get this out. This is bad PR. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm sorry, but mocap is not AI from Jim Flack. We agree with you. Yeah, that's no. what we're saying. Yeah. Jimmy P, the mocap was completely fake. The movements didn't match up to her hand. It was the wrong way when she was doing the peace sign, lol. Yeah. Classic logic. It's funny how China thinks mocap is AI. Does China know what AI is? Also, they forgot the facial makeup for the mocap as well. Fail at its peak. It is super, super fail. But again, remember, they try to pass this yeah, off. Younger and beautiful. You know why they try to do that why it's very very simple 
They do that because they wait until the last minute and they squander all the money instead of actually innovating or using proper technology. And you know what they end up doing? They get barbecue massages. Yes. I'm oh, I'm joking. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they, they kind of end up here. <laughs> Dude, like my my video that I recently put out about the the painting the trees green again and putting those like planting the stones and rebar. Remember we yes. showed that clip here. It's the same thing yeah. because they told, hey, fix your environment, like cut down your emissions. They're like, sure. And then they like submit fake data. They're like, oh, we cut it down a lot. Everything's great. So green and lovely here. And then they're like, okay. We're coming down to see your beautiful green place. And they're like, shit, what are we going to do? We, we didn't We're screwed. Do we didn't do shit. What can we do? <laughs> Let's paint everything green. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's China what they is, do. That's how China yeah. operates. Knee jerk. And Last that's what minute. Sarah AI is. It's that's like Huawei. Like, we don't we... have the AI for their conference. And they're like, you yeah. You were going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're the world leader in AI. And they're telling her and all these tech magazines and websites around the world. They're Big like, ones. They're like jerking China off. They they're are. like, China's ahead of the game. Yeah. Better than everyone in AI. Huawei's AI is amazing. Like it's it's capable we of doing so, so much. China. Yeah, exactly. You know. They're supercomputer this and that. And then the end result, honestly, when it comes down to, okay, show us your AI at your big we can't conference. Wait. We want to see it. And they're like, yeah, and beautiful. And then you're like, that, obviously, then that was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, people just, still go on about just it. Just like the CPU that we busted. Yeah, the i3. And it it's confirmed. Like, it is just an i3 repackaged. Oh, China's new homegrown. Better watch China out. China can make chips now. No, they can't. Better watch out. China's released its own homegrown CPU. They have not done shit. Mm -hmm. They have not innovated shit. Nope. The amount of people that come at me and say, you guys are too harsh. They've done this and this and this, but there's no specific examples. It's always, they, okay, you can talk shit about China all you want, but at least they're green technology. They're implementing green technology faster than any country in the world. Show me the proof. Show yeah. me the proof. All I see is coal plants being built. Yeah. Show me the proof. All I see is literally Intel i3s being repackaged. Yeah. Show me the proof. All I see is Sarah AI. Yeah. There is. is no innovation. It's not innovation. Where is it? Yeah. I mean, look at the J16. Yeah. It's just a 1977 SU-27 doled up. Now, what can be said is that the Chinese fighter jets are now better than the old Soviet stuff. Sure. That's because they got given this platform, and now they just put the American. They put the modern technology, technology into it, like a better engine and yeah. better computer and radar and stuff. And that's because that's what's available now. Yeah. So if you were to compare them, hey, the Chinese one is better than the Soviet yeah. one. Yeah. But it's just because it's like, hey, bro, here, give me your homework, and I'll add to it. You know. Yes. Yes. Anyway, disc golf. Keep the show going, guys. You've Thank opened you. my mind uh, to the BS. From the CCB. Oh, Norman Fair, thanks. you guys have experience with Chinese education. Uh, do they use rote memorization or critical thinking? Rote memorization. All rote memorization. All of it. Memorization would explain why they have to copy and paste research from other places. That's it's correct. all rote. Yeah. It's all rote. Uh, fantastic Mr. Knox says, they did this towards an Australian surveillance plane last year in international waters. And yes. China's getting cocky. Oh, they did it with the Canadian Aurora. Remember, yeah. that's yes. how we started all this. They've done it with so many planes. They just do this hyena shit all the time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Adam Friended, love your show. Great work, guys. Thanks. Eve, too, says, thanks for all the work you guys do. Daniel Felix says, greetings from Oklahoma. Mm. Um, Oklahoma. Now, that is very, very appropriate. Yeah. Would you say that Oklahoma is a beautiful place? I, I think so. According to Chinese propaganda, it's one of the best. I mean, I'm not even being like ironic no, or something. Fine. I drove through Oklahoma and I met up with a subscriber there. Remember, there's the guy who can drink 
the only guy I've met in America who can drink as as much as we can. Yeah. You know? Yeah, great, oh, great that guy. guy. Great Holy, guy. He's awesome. Yeah. And I drove through some beautiful forests and stuff. So I thought it looked great. Like yes. I didn't I wasn't like, wow, this is the best place in the world, but I was like, hey, this is a nice looking yes. place. Yeah. You know? There was some shit um, places too though. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Like there was some shit. I took some drone footage of uh where there's a guy who built this big the Chinese ship, yeah. ship in his backyard. It was really interesting. Yeah. And I took the drone off to like get this whole thing and I saw the horizon and it actually just looked terrible. <laughs> so there are parts of Oklahoma. Oklahoma the new it was Alabama in Tul- Tulsa. That was in Tulsa. Alabama's prettier than Oklahoma, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, we're always getting down in Alabama. We we remember we surpassed mm-hmm. we became honorary citizens of Alabama after yeah. we made our apologies. Exactly. And now we love Alabama. Mm-hmm. But Oklahoma might now be on our the previous list. Alabama, yeah. Alabama, yeah, and we don't mean to. No, no. Um, and then they said in Chinese, oh, "Our, our Oklahoma." Mm-hmm. By the way, there's been a lot of Chinese investment in illegal marijuana here after it was legalized for medicinal per- medical purposes. Yeah, and there's been a lot of uh, Chinese takeover of the marijuana industry there, and it's gotten violent. <clears throat> yeah, dude. Well, uh, kind of remember when there were those mass shootings in California? Yeah, and it was like uh, actually Chinese immigrants yeah. that had caused the mass shootings and then yeah. all of a sudden like don't talk about that yeah, yeah. you know They're like, they, like no 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 it's okay yeah exactly anymore. they were like when it first came out man <laughs> dude remember when um and it was tragic in the chinatown and the yeah. the this guy there was a mass shooting yeah. at the dance hall yeah and the shills were like this is like why you can't criticize the ccp yeah, yeah. because then white supremacy is going to come and like racism kill all the asians and stuff and then it's like oh it's a chinese immigrant that did and, and they were then like, they were like oh let's not talk about that let's delete this tweet here well they didn't for the longest time Some like, people yeah like, yeah exactly like psyop yeah. anyway um the reason why i bring that up is there were when I was researching about that, I found out that it's happened quite a few times that Chinese immigrants have done mass shootings. Mm. And one of them in particular was on a marijuana farm. Yeah. Because he hadn't been paid or whatever the case, you know, and he went there and he shot all the workers and stuff. Oh, I thought that was a mushroom farm. No, no, that's previous. Oh. I'm talking years, a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it, it happens. I'm just saying. It does. Uh, Brian Kane says, that Lee Camp guy from the last episode actually used to write for The Onion, but clearly the humor did not rub off onto him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mr. Keys says, uh, Final Fantasy 14, 6.4, hype! Yes, update coming soon, right? Nice. Li- Liberty Sculpture Park, 6-4, see you there at 5 p.m. Chat, let's grab some food afterwards. I mean, we'd love to be there. You know they're releasing that new sculpture of Chain Woman at Liberty Sculpture Park? Yeah. Those of you who don't know, in Yermo, California, and we've been there before, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like a little dissident theme park in a way. Well, I mean, statue park. It's good. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's been updated. It's quite the trek for us nowadays it's, yeah no we we'd have to fly all the way back to california but you know the thing is they've got like a statue of tank man and they've got Tiananmen sure. square memorials and a couple of they keep putting new art installations there was that one of the ccp virus that the chinese government paid people to break yeah remember the fbi busted yeah. the people that did it yeah and then it turned into some massive thing right yeah yeah anyway so the fact of the matter is they're going to be releasing a new sculpture of chain women yeah and that's going to be on the anniversary of uh, the Tiananmen Square massacre. They're going to unveil it. So yeah. if you happen to be in the area, yeah, go, 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 check it out. It's going to be epic. We will make the trek, but at an undetermined time and date in the future because we don't want people to know where we go. That's right. Uh, Foria says, "How much of the camera surveillance technology in China is provided by Western technology? What are your thoughts?" Uh, it's all Chinese. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Obviously, the Chinese. Chinese CCTV camera technology is a copy of Western camera technology. Yes. But then it's just been mass produced and, of course, cut down costs and so on and improved in some uh, areas too. 
chain but woman it's always gets a response by the way just whenever we mention chain woman it like it's a mandate for sure yeah guys talk about chain woman because it's clearly a ccp mandate we get a big spike in traffic and a big spike in woomows um it's clearly a government prerogative so, yeah those of you who don't know chain woman it's uh this unfortunate woman that was found had been uh, trafficked as a young girl and used as a sex slave yeah and chained to a wall yeah in rural China, and she'd been forced to have eight children, probably plenty Which more. happens a lot in China, yes. by the way. The, the she was one example. Yeah, yeah, it was one example. There have been, even in the Chinese press in the past, when I was there, you would hear yeah. about people being chained to walls and chained to poles yeah. and stuff in rural China if they've got a mental problem or something. But uh, sex slavery and, and trafficking, human trafficking in China, in the rural parts of China, is a big deal. Anyway, she was chained. There was a big thing about it. The Chinese government disappeared her. Yes. She hasn't been heard from. Uh -uh. The guy who was responsible for trafficking and chaining her got eight years in prison. Yep. But only because there was this huge... You know, like when it first came out, he was totally fine. Yeah. The Chinese government was actually just trying to, you know, hush it all up. And he would have been completely fine. But it got so much international attention. Yeah. So much national attention that they had to do something about yes. it. Yes. And now, you see, when we mention it, we get such a big response because they're still trying to cover it up. It's yeah. one of the most embarrassing things for the Chinese government. Yeah. Please keep demonstrating that to us, Wu Mao. Please keep telling us what to talk about. We are never clear. going to let it go. No. Anyway, it's kind of interesting that you can see a palpable spike like when yeah. that topic is brought up. They've it's weird. It's always weird to me when we figure out what they really don't want us. Yeah, we should to do like about. a chain woman special. At this point, I didn't. I didn't even. Th I wasn't going to revisit it. Yeah, but I think clearly we need, it's we a, need big a issue. chain woman special. Yeah, and we're going to have to get everybody to share it far and wide. See as many eyes as possible. Get the international audience on it. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Right, let's do uh, it. Anyway. I'll, I'll do it on my channel if we don't do it here. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Koala1203, what happened to Box? Has she become Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she became Xbox. Unfortunately, because Unboxing China started out with Box and Nancy, and then it yes. just went to like Nancy and other randoms. It, did. Box. it really did. <laughs> yeah. um, Greg. Oh, son of a <laughs> Greg says, this is sad to see. I spent several years in Yunnan. My child was born there. So glad we left several years ago yeah doc saltington said old doc here can i get the amusement park guy ride oh you certainly can oh what's up <gasps> there it is have a good rest of the week y'all thank you very much you too thank you andrew Shinegold says thanks for the information on friday about china taking steel from the uk war graves i managed to get to the for get the foreign office to investigate oh good interesting i don't know what the foreign office is but thank you i guess it's the office that deals with uh um, foreign things, you know, in South oh. Africa, we, it's called Betalandasaka, which is like out, out, out of the, you know, you got Benalant is like in the country, domestic in Betalant is international. Oh, yeah. So well, I think still every, I don't know what a foreign office is. I think any like colonial ass country. Oh, like Malaysia's for, oh, so Malaysia. No, he's probably the British. Oh. Cause it's the British. It's. Property of the crown, oh, bro. Oh, that makes sense. Property of the damn crown. You don't go messing with the property of the crown. So I don't know much Queen's going to rise out of her grave and come back and take some revenge. So you don't want zombie queen? Yeah. You don't want no, zombie queen? No, HMS revenge over here. Yeah. Actually, that was the one that got... Anyway, yeah. It's, um, anyway, Andrew Shangold, thanks for the information. Yeah, sorry. 
Uh, the legend of you, thank you very much. Yu Leong says, I'm moving to Philly later this year. Excited. I'm, I'm uh, Yinzer, though, uh, through and through. Go Steelers. Well, you know, okay. you, we will forgive you. RD Josh, it's always hilarious that the mere mention of Pigs Bay is literally what makes sea milk irritate. Yeah, that <laughs> is true. Yeah. If you actually think about it, because I'm not irritated at the irritate, yeah. I'm only irritated at the mere mention of Pig Bay because yeah. I think it's too long. I, I think it's nice. Honestly. Hey, you know who we have not mentioned in this episode yet? What? Hey, hey, this is true. Good old, you know. Nobody shouted him out. Well, we have to if no one does, because we you have, have to remember, to. <laughs> you have to remember that Peter Balsack, otherwise known as Peter Dazak, is responsible for muddying the waters at the beginning of the pandemic outbreak by trying to convince the world that it's a conspiracy theory to think that it came from his funded lab, the lab that he funded in China, in Yunnan. In Yunnan? Sorry. In Wuhan. And Wuhan. I don't think he personally funded His Eco-Death it. Alliance yeah. did. Yes. Okay. It's his company. Anyway. I'm just saying. Yes. Not in Yunnan. Sure. In Wuhan. Sorry. I've got Yunnan on the mm. brain. Yeah. I got Yunnan on the brain as well. Isn't that where the Mojang miners Mojang came from? Mojang miners, so, bats, virus. He had, Bam, done. He had something to do with Yunnan too. Yes. There's some bullshit thing going around, by the way. What's that? It was like all over this, all over Western media. It was like China's top whatever person. Mm-hmm. Just think of some CCP like sites. Some and dude. NIH type thing, you know, <clears throat> yeah. like a CDC. I think it's CDC. Mm-hmm. Type thing says, don't, uh, we must not uh, rule out the lab leak theory or something. And everyone's like, wow, whoa, they're actually going to admit it. He's stuff. probably going to say no, Fort Detrick. It, it didn't say anything like that. It said like, we don't know where it came from, so nothing can be ruled out. So then the media is <laughs> okay. like, doesn't rule out lab leak there. It's like, they didn't make That's dumb. shit. That's dumb. I hate when people do that. Yeah, I know. Media sucks sometimes. It's an absolute not- nothing burger story. <laughs> yeah. uh, Shane Sheffield, what do you think of Timu? A lot of stuff on there is specifically Stop. cheap. Stop! <laughs> we know about Timu. We've told you guys. I made a video a about whole it. video about Go it. Go look at my channel. And uh, Mudahara on every, Ordinary Gamers just did a huge expose. There's yeah. lots of exposés. Timu's garbage. Don't buy from it. Yeah. Don't touch it. Yeah. Hope you like your data privacy. Yeah. <laughs> Gavin McKee, great info. Free Tibet, Slava Ukraine, free the world. Indeed. We agree. Grim Claws. Hey, Winston. Grim Claws here. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> Did you ever figure out the whole Jia Jia thing? Which one? Uh, why they show people girls in boost and Unreal Engine instead? We we've been talking about that forever. What? Which Jia Jia thing? I think he's talking about um, Sarai AI showing yeah. up in girls' boosts for Unreal engines. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, don't know what. I'm gonna have to jog my memory on that one. Sarai yeah. AI? I don't know. Uh, Hyper Urban, go? how much money can a Chinese citizen move out of China annually? Is it based on how much they can convert? Oh, uh, I can't remember. This came up in a conversation with a friend. It's, all, it's always changing. It is always changing. I remember that uh, the one bullshit thing in China when we were still there is they changed the rules so foreigners could no longer get US dollars. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Okay, sorry for my language, but, you know, when you go into China as a foreigner, you go to the bank and you change your currency. Uh, They only accept a few currencies, by the way. I know they didn't accept South African rands. They were like, piss off out of here. Certainly don't take Vietnamese dollars. No, no, for sure. But they'll take British pounds, they'll take um, euro, and they take US dollars. I think that's it. They'll probably take a couple of others. Uh, Dubai, uh, Saudi, uh, sorry. um, AED? UAE. Is that an AED? 
something like that. Well, uh, okay, that I don't know. Matter. Anyway, so uh, they take your US dollars from you. You could change it into RMB, but if you go to the bank as a foreigner and you're like, I would like to change a thousand RMB into US dollars, they're like, no, piss off. You can't do it. Foreigners can't do that. Chinese people can do it, but it's quite limited. Yeah. But that was freaking annoying, man. Like, seriously, when I wanted to go travel. Yeah, it would be impossible. So now you have to go try and figure out how to change RMB somewhere, and Pro a lot tip. of countries don't do it. Pro tip: always change money if you're going to a country. Change buy the the currency in that country. Yeah. Always do it. You'll get the best rate. Sure. Don't do it ahead of time. But make sure that you can do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like that. It screwed me tip. over. I bought my some of my savings, my rand into into China, and I couldn't change it. No. So it's no. like this is worthless. It's a general rule. I had to screw up everything to go back to Hong Kong to like change it in Hong Kong, and I almost like got trapped there. Yes. Anyway, uh, fantastic, Mr. Knox. Probably been answered, but thoughts on BYD, especially the Auto Three. My friend is looking to buy it. It's a piece of Dude, shit. Dude, don't buy that shit. And go to my channel. Like literally, I made two videos about their batteries exploding and the cars catching on fire, which for some reason never makes international news. But there's so much video evidence out there. Mm, I wonder. Yeah, why. I wonder why. I wonder why. Not only that, it's just the opaque nature. And uh, after doing some research, by the way, BYD rarely sends their lawyers after people in China who try to report on it. So they first try to bribe them and then they Yeah, because there's Chinese them. reporters that are like, what the... And people. Yeah. You buy a car and it catches on fire, your brand yeah. new car, and it they injures you, whatever. They try to buy whatever. them out. They, yeah, they buy you out or they hush it up and they mm. threaten you with legal stuff. Go watch my videos on my channel and one of them is about EVs ex exploding and another one is about the BYD batteries catching on fire, the blade yep. batteries and stuff. Go check it out. Videos of it happening. I don't know why they're trying to pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's so safe and so cheap and so on. It's rubbish. Don't buy that shit. Anyway. They rust. They don't galvanize the steel properly. There's lots of problems. Chinese cars suck. They dude. do. They just suck. They look. The new ones look nice because they sure they get the designs from you know they copy other designs really, and they pump it out. It looks like a beautiful, nice looking car. Yeah, it looks premium. It looks great, but it's not. Don't just buy. Just take them. the subway instead. <laughs> Which subway? Oh, oh shit, where is that even? I do have it still. I definitely bought it back, I think. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Hey, do I look like a subway wonder, man? man? That's right. Any word in the avian flu there? You may have talked about it, but I haven't been able to watch as often. Oh, we have not talked about it. Rob mm -hmm. Dove, that's a very apt name, though, Rob. <laughs> okay. Death in Karna. Uh, so I don't. I just. I'm. I'm aware of the avian flu situation in China right now. We'll report on it when it becomes a bigger issue. Yeah. Death in Karna, South Africa. And its current climate reminds me of Resident Evil Five. Mm -hmm. uh, Koala twelve oh three. Thoughts on upcoming Metal Gear Solid Three remake? Very excited because that's actually my second favorite Metal Gear. Uh, the first one being my first favorite. Is that the one that's called Snake Eater? It is. Makes sense why that'd be your favorite. Let's move on. I'm gay. <laughs> Grim Claws says, I didn't mean Sarah AI. Oh. I just meant, why do they keep showing crap like her when they have the third, uh, they have the third by independent research advanced AI named Jia Jia. Oh, 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 I got you. Like, why didn't they use that one? I mean, it still sucks. Yeah, it's not going to be great. <laughs> and it's not, it's not Huawei's, is it? I don't think. Either way, um, let's let's see it do what they propose that it does. Like, yes. Let's see it actually in action, you know? Every time they do it, it's trickery. That's true. That is true. Pre-recorded, pre-rendered cutscenes. Yes. You know? <laughs> it's pretty much... Go on Fiverr and hire a, literally an Indian mm -hmm. for like $5 an hour, because it's Fiverr, right? Yes. 
and pay them to make like a pre-rendered thing, it will look better than anything you're going to come up with. Sure. I'm not even joking. No, it's true. There's super good like mocap programmers and stuff in South Asia. Yeah. Just go hire someone there. They'll make something yeah, better. They will. Absolutely. Anyway, um, shall we finish? Well, I how, guess so. how dare we just had four, 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 four viewers. It's, it's always like that. It's rigged. Anyway. Guys, thank you very much for joining us for this breaking episode. We know. Oh, no. What? We forgot the ad for Shaban Ho. Oh, we did. So important. Where is it, dude? It should have been in the media pack. It wasn't. This oh, is important, man. Can you guys. quickly download it and chuck it up? Yeah, you got to see it. I don't. I can't get on that. Oh, you can't? No. All right. All right. All right. Just no, I mean. Excuse me for a minute while I try and figure it out. I'm playing soundbite time. Ooh. You know what's spooky? There's something really spooky about Winston being over there trying to download the Xiaoban Ho ad that you guys should have seen much earlier in this episode. I don't get it. I put it in the... Um, Xiaoban Ho, by the way, is our amazing show every single Monday where we do a full-on episode outside of the China show about a certain topic. For example, some recent ones, we did a whole expose documentary on... Uh, China's English-speaking cult. They actually had a cult from the 90s all the way up until fairly recently uh, where it would indoctrinate people to learn English. But it turns out it was some huge nationalist movement. It was crazy, um, literally called Crazy English. We did a whole thing about that. And the whole point of uh, me talking about this is that we have almost 50 episodes now of Xiaoban Hell, which is our second show. Um, and it's every single Monday. But the only way to get to it is on patreon.com. Slash. If you knew what you were doing, you'd actually be ADV able to podcast. press this, this button. I was too busy doing these. Oh, you're too busy doing those. Okay, are they done? Because I okay, I've got did it. You figure it out. Yeah, I did figure it out. I'll be able to show you guys. So uh, Mark McDonald says all the clams. Piss frog, great, nice. That's too many. That's Mark. too you many. One. Okay, but hang on. Before we do that, should we play our little yes. uh, Shaban Hocus? Okay, you got it. If you guys don't know, we have this uh, show every Monday. It's a VIP show. Yes. It's a complete other show. This is what you missed. Let's play it for you. Spit from people that ate and cooked things in it in a gutter of muddy fecal water. It's just a conglomeration of pure, disgusting sin. Nice. This is not what you want to see when you're eating your pickled beans. No, because look. It's literally in the toilet. Come on, dude. Think about it. You're going to get the occasional guy who's like a little prankster. He's going to take a, <laughs> take a little piss, say. you know? He's de- he definitely. Goes like he pinches it off. And yeah, then he's goes, like, yep. <laughs> it's like quick. Get a little, little, little drip. drip. <laughs> oh, but girl, give you pickles, you know? It's like. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, not to, not to, I'm, we're, we're laughing at ourselves. I am. Well, it was That's fun. Sad. It was fun. Yes. We talked about gutter oil. Um, and uh, so. We hope that if you have the means, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash ADV podcast, join the Shaban Ho tier, and join us on Monday for those shows. And of course, you will get access to all the previous episodes too. And we've got a lot now. What was that, 49, 48? Yes. We've got 48 of them. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. And it's so fun. It's, fun. it's a live show, but you can watch all the pre-records. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Highly recommend. So if you have the means, please join us over there. It's all the stuff we can't talk about on the, on the main show. Pretty much. Yeah. So anyway, guys, thank you very much for uh, joining us today. And we know it was just a little bit out of character to do on Wednesday, but this this stuff happening in Xinjiang, oh, sorry, in Yunnan. Now I'm getting that confused. The stuff we're, you know, happening in Yunnan is very important. We yes. have to keep an eye on it and see where it goes. Um, 
And of course, this means, unfortunately, on Friday, we will not be having a show. No. But we will leave this Q&A up and leave it all up until the weekend and do the usual cut it out on Monday stuff. Yep. Uh, so, Mark needs a, a, a piss frog. Anyway. Oh, he needs a piss frog. Okay, here you go. All right, cool. All right, guys, we'll see you on a Monday, I believe. We will. Stay awesome, guys. Have a fantastic rest of your week and weekend. Uh, stay awesome again, and uh, don't be like the, the, the CCP with its oppressive bullshit. You know? Yeah, don't if be you're, like them. If you're in your own little, like, big fish in a small pond, maybe you're just a, a manager at a company and, you know, you you've got people. Like don't, don't be like the CCP. Don't. Yeah, and stay Equality. awesome. Okay, I won't cut myself off. Let's do it. Five.